Hey everyone, it's 10 Types, joined by Uncommon Fossil, as always for bringing you the Reasonably Effective Podcast. This is the fourth episode, episode three, and today we're going to be talking about some interesting things. Um, but first of all, uh, how has your week been in Pokemon in, in general? Yeah, it's been a good week in Pokemon for me. Um, I've been doing a little Dialga, just I had some metal challenges, and just went looking for a standard deck and said, hey, why don't I go with Dialga using the old build? I guess what's the Turbo Dialga with Mew because Mew makes everything so fast. But it, it, it's a deck list to me. It looks like, like a pile of garbage, but yet it just works so often, more often than it should. It, it's a fun deck. So I've been enjoying that this week. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a weird list, though, because it's the one with the 2-2 Dialga and the Zacian that you don't ever attack with, right? Right. I mean, you're attacking with a 2-prizer in... The, in Dialga V-Star, but you only play two copies of it. And it really, even powering up a second one's often problematic because it takes, you want five energy for the V-Star attack. And, and yeah, and you're just kind of switching these Mews around. But a lot of times, by turn two even, you're hitting, you can actually sometimes get off the V-Star attack and turn take back-to-back turns with like three, four prizes. So it, it's it's really fun when it works. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, you don't sound so convinced, but how, how's your Pokemon Pokemon week been going? Um, it's not been great. Uh, I think you know why, but um, <laughs> it's it, it's been okay. I've been messing around with with control as I as I do. I've been playing this like messing with single prize Ditto as well with some spread stuff. I haven't been doing that much Pokemon, but I've been looking at the. If you're watching my channel, if you watch my channel, uh, you'll notice I've done some like card design analysis videos, which are pretty fun looking at uh, just how Pokemon like designs their cards and then how, how well they're designed. Because there are a lot of really badly designed cards. Uh, but then there are some really interesting ones as well. So taking a look at that, so that's pretty fun. Yeah, it's an interesting thing to discuss. So, uh, yeah, some good pod, some good videos people should check out. But as you said, your week hasn't been good, which leads us into our first topic. Because um, that's because of live and the announcement regarding that and the end of support for... PTCGO, right? So that that's news you have not received well, correct? Yeah, and uh, I have a question. I, I haven't actually looked into this too much. I probably should have, but I, I don't enjoy looking into it. <laughs> in, looking into it, but yeah. uh, did they actually announce an end of PTCGO? I, I heard, I've seen videos and people are saying this is the end of PTCGO, but is that actually what they said? Uh, did they give a date for that or not? No, and that and that's right, and that's a good point. No, they did made no announcement for the end of PTCGO. So if you haven't had seen the announcement, um, we both I know I have a video on it on my channel. You probably Ten Types probably does also, and I have a link to the actual announcement in my video. What they said is with Scarlet and Violet, they're that's only to be added to live. And with PTCGO, they're not going to add any cards past Crown Zenith, which are already there. They're not going to rotate, which makes sense because they're not going to have the new cards added. And they're not going to make the uh, change with the tool cards. So PTCGO is going to continue for some undefined amount of time. And standard format is frozen to what it is now. So if you really want to play PTCGO, you can just play Lugia forever. Yeah, so so I'm looking. I am uh, looking at PTCGO. If you're like listening to this, not watching, I'm looking at PTCGO, and I'm looking at the newest cards. And the newest cards are the the Scarlet and Violet starters. That oh, they're, that's uh, right. G block. Uh, do you know what the situation with them them is then? Oh, that's right. I, I didn't think about that. Right. There's what. There's three of them. Is that correct? Uh, there's well, there's, there's three, but there's two cards for each. 
So six. Okay, six in total. I obviously they've been added to to PTC Geo, and I guess they're staying. But I don't believe they're going to add more. Uh, yeah, you're right. I'm surprised they added them in. Um, but I guess obviously it has to do with the contract with Direwolf. Um, now the one, th- the other part of the announcement from Pokemon is they said the reason behind this is so they can put more resources into development of live. So I think they didn't want, you know, they had, one, a, say, a set budget for the online client in total. So it was split between PTC Geo and Live. So now it can essentially all go to Live because PTC Geo shouldn't take much just for maintenance at this point. Uh, so that that's where we're at with that. Um, and it leaves us in a very funny spot, right? Because uh, P- Live is, it's still a beta. They, they didn't announce the end of beta, and PTCGO is going to continue as far until the beta ends. That's still in effect as far as I know, and, P- and live is fairly buggy. We all know that visually it's not good. Deck builder is not good. You can't, if you make a video, you can't really show your deck list within live. There's a lot of issues. The visuals just are unattractive. You know, certain cards don't work. It can crash, matchmaking issues. There's all that, and I think we're going to have, if you want to play the standard format when Scarlet and Violet comes out, you can only do that in live, and but you're going to be in a buggy beta at that point. Or you can go on PTCGO with the old cards and the old rules even, but probably the, the, the pool of players playing PTCGO is just going to continue to diminish. That That's kind of the situation I think we're looking at. Yeah, I think that makes uh, a lot of sense. And I think one other thing that I think is important to... It might not be that important to note, but there are actually other ways of playing. Of course, there, there's IRL, but then in terms of online, there are some other not not official options yeah. that, that I wouldn't really recommend. They're not particularly good, but there's, um, I believe, Untap and Tabletop Simulator, as well mm-hmm. as there's a program developed by Limitless, which isn't really intended to play the game, but can kind of be used that way. Um, right. But they, they exist, and uh, they could. someone could in the future pop up with something that's more like actually made to do this and that could end up replacing um like live or pcgo if because it really lo- feels like let's be honest pokemon isn't really caring about this they, they're not caring about the online client so if they really just let it rot then something else might end up developing or it could like completely disappear as a whole as a whole yeah, I mean, what's going to happen, and it's already happening some, is the IRL players who, while they're just a small percentage of the people playing on the online client, they have a big voice, right? A lot of the major channels on YouTube and such are competitive players. That's how they get known. So there, there already have been complaints about players from it. In fact, they're, they're concer- Europe, the uh, European International I believe, occurs like the weekend when rotation hits, I think. So the, if they're going to prep for that, they and they and normally they would use PTCGO. Now they're going to have to use uh, live with it, but that's buggy. So they may be forced to do o- other means. But they're, they're going to they're gonna be a big voice complaining about it. I don't think Pokemon's going to like that. So hopefully the positive is hopefully that, that live gets sorted out quickly. But I think we're looking at a very messy situation. IRL players... Competitive players are certainly going to be unhappy, and th- those competitive players, I think, that may look for alternative programs out there. If they find something, it could make things very awkward long term. I think. Yeah, I mean, as you know, I don't really care about IRL competitive, but um, yeah, yeah I, I could, I could see that happening. 
because like I mean, let's be honest. IRL players, well, all Pokemon players are, are pretty fussy, but um, yeah, that they'll we could see actual actions being taken. Right now, people are complaining. Pretty much every, I'd say probably ninety five percent of the things I've heard said about this this decision to uh, stop kind of stop PCGO. Yeah, they've uh, heard a lot of negative things because realistically, it's it's. Uh, live, I guess it's my time. I, I don't, I don't like live. So, live is is very buggy. And mm-hmm. as you said, I, I haven't played it that much, but there have been numerous bugs. It, not they get patched eventually, I guess. Not all of them have been patched. Um, yeah. That's that's also true for PTGO, but the it's it's very buggy. And every new new update, they they add more bugs. Realistically, I I think they probably add as many as they remove. So it's not looking great as you said there the pokemon company is hopefully going to be allocating resources that it was spending on pcgo towards pcg live which will be really important but um hopefully hopefully that'll help but i'm i'm not overly confident i I honestly think that they might just not allocate those those resources to ptcg live they'll just like keep the money because (laughs) as, as i said i don't really think they care that much also they they spend a lot of effort on how the game looks which isn't really good especially because the game doesn't actually look that good uh, of course in the recent update they added some more visuals which actually look pretty cool like a back on board thing except it causes the game to lag so it actually made the game worse and this is like say about half of their updates have made the game better and half have made the game worse which is not it was clearly bad um but yeah they, they gotten all these like weird i'd say uh, and many people have described it, the advertisers, they're very soulless. And then for some reason, they've done a lot of hexagon designs as well, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird instead of Pokeballs. So it's looking more like Pokemon TCG Hive out here. Yeah, I mean, the the history with Live has just been a disaster for Pokemon so far, right? They announced it, couldn't get anything going. It took them, um, up until the time the the beta went global, the, the initial regional beta should never have been released because it was unplayable it seemed like probably about half the time from the the news i could get um and and even now is the global beta it's pretty buggy uh it it had significant play issues for like at least two weeks before they sorted out after one update where the game was almost unplayable so i'm certainly concerned with the fact that they're adding scarlet and violet to live because they haven't been able to handle things in the past so it it could be a really rough period of time um but I gotta say, before this announcement came, I I don't enjoy at this point having PTCGO and Live. But I'd like to get consolidate, and the only way to do that is to migrate to Live. So I, I was starting to think about that, and I still am. I gotta say, so I might switch to to Live only, and then just see how much I can play it based on what they do. But it's not great. What one of the questions which we don't know the answer to, we we've talked about it at times, is the whole monetization, right? Pokemon's a business, and they're looking to make money, and I think that's fine, but where does the online client fit within? Because they make no money with PTCGO, and, and so far they're committed to not making money with live either. So therefore, it doesn't give them a lot of incentive to develop the game. So in somewhat sense, some monetization within the game would incentivize them to develop the game better. So I, I'm, you know, where does it fit within co- the company's strategy? It, it's a big question. It, 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 like you said, it doesn't really seem to be a priority to them at all to this point. Yeah, and realistically, you said the players had like a voice. Realistically, players within the whole 
Pokemon community as a whole, they don't really have a voice. Pokemon, the Pokemon events as a whole are relatively small, um, like competitive and gameplay focused. Pokemon is a mm -hmm. much smaller than even collecting and obviously smaller than the video games. So it's yeah. like, it's, it's not in a great spot where if you want to be like a Pokemon player, you really need to hold a lot of ground and it's kind of hard to do. Yeah, I yeah, it, it, it can be disheartening. Uh, what, what I would say at this point is, to me, within a month of Scarlet and Violet coming out, they need to have a pretty good game in live within a month, let's say. Because let's say now they're really, maybe they didn't have the resources to put in, and, and maybe they're moving people over from one to the other even. So let's say, so if they work on it now, and, and like a month after the new set comes out, they need to have shown significant progress. Otherwise, I think to me, they're in a, it's, it's, you know, it's just ugly. Yeah, I mean, live is, is pretty ugly. <laughs> Literally and figuratively, it's ugly at this point. So um, anyway, I think we've discussed it enough, right? And you are certainly disgusted with it. So shall we move on? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think I think so. I Obviously, I don't like live, but, but I'm interested in hearing everyone who's listening's thoughts because it's, it's an interesting, uh, like, it's a kind of a not great situation, but I don't know the solution, and they clearly don't know the solution. Well, maybe they do. If this is just miraculously fixes Pokemon, I'll, I'll be like really happy, but I'm not overconfident in that. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. It's possible when Scarlet and Violet drops, all of a sudden Live is just working flawlessly too. I wouldn't put something like that past them either. It's just been a very strange situation, but you know. And, but yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. It, it it certainly affects everyone. So let us know where you're at with it. Yeah, but um, so now we actually have our our like game show type segment. We're doing it in uh in the middle this time. So let's see uh, if you guys enjoy this. But we're calling this segment "Order Up" after the Pokemon move used by uh I think it's Don Dozo, but uh, in celebration of Scarlet and Violet. Though this is not okay. about. Uh, Scarlet and Violet. This is about ordering different things. So we have three rounds. Uh, pretty much, a person says uh, a few different things. Say which Pokemon has more HP. Uh, Arceus, uh, like Arceus V Star or Mawile V Star, and then it's ordered from least to most. So it'd be mm -hmm. uh, like Mawile then Arceus, and for HP. And then you have two things the first round, but you order them. Three things the second round, and then four the third. And so we're each going to do this. So uh, do you want to start? Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. So see if I can stump you with some of these. We'll see. And, and obviously the goal, trying to start a little easier and get a little trickier as we move on. So so it's going to be order from least to most damage. So damage is what looking for you to order. And sticking within the realm of Radiant Pokemon. So a small set of Pokemon to help you out here. So Radiant Venusaur. And Radiant Halucha. Uh oh oh I um <laughs> oh, how much does Radiant Halucha do? I've like I mean these these are Pokemon when they're used it's for the ability not the attack so I did go a little obscure in that regard. So so Radiant Venusaur does. So I know what Radiant Venusaur does. I'm pretty sure I think it does ninety. But it might do all like burn confusion poison. Not sure, but it does some special conditions. Mm -hmm. uh, Radiant Halucha. Oh, and Radiant Halucha's ability also, like, increases the damage it does, I think. Wait, no, is that... Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't think it does very much, though. I think it's... 
So least to, I think it's Radiant Hallucha and then Venusaur is the most. Yep, correct. You did a yeah, you Radiant Venusaur you got it exactly correct. 90 damage and it hits the, all three of those special conditions. And and obviously it, it lets you draw until four at the end of your turn, which is probably what it's there for generally. And Radiant Hallucha, your uh V Maxes, you do thirty more damage to your opponent's active V Max, which saw some play with things and in spiral kick does 50 damage so you got okay. that correct how much is radiant halucha like how much does it cost because radiant it costs, is four right uh two for radiant halucha it's three for for radiant venusaur oh okay well that, i i got I, I i got there so that's good <laughs> i mean two energy for to do 50 damage isn't really real great there no no but they're, good they're job used, yeah I, I use radiant venusaur and control a bunch of so yeah, that's how I know it. Um, but now this one, this isn't honestly my easy one. Isn't super easy, but I think it's I think it's fine. It's ordering uh, by retreat cost here. Okay. And so we have two Pokemon. Um, we have Snorlax from Crown Zenith mm. and Snorlax from Vivid Voltage. Ooh. Oh wow, two Snorlaxes. Wow. Yep. Okay. <laughs> And honestly, as we were thinking about things, I almost n- never retreat Pokemon. The decks I play do very little retreating, so retreat cost is something I almost n- completely ignore. Um, maybe I have a Switch card or something, or a scoop up net. That that's generally what I would do. So the cost itself, I'd usually ignore. Um, all right, Snorlax, obviously high retreat cost. Yep. Um, so I, from least to greatest, right? So. Yep. I will say from Crown Zenith and then Vivid Voltage is more. So the Crown Zenith one has a lower retreat cost? No, Crown... Crown yes, Crown Zenith has a lower. Yes. Uh, no, it's actually the oh. other end. Yeah, yeah. Snorlax usually has a retreat cost of four. The Crown Zenith, Snorlax does have a retreat cost of four. Um, Vivid Voltage is unique, and then it's three. Although there are some others with three. Okay, that one's only three. Okay, I was trying to... All right. Yeah, yep. that one's as I said. I play control. That one stood out to me as only having three, as Snorlax usually has four. But uh, yeah, it, it's a Pokemon you like never retreat anyway. So it's kind of, it, it's certainly it's one I want to include, but it wasn't as easy as it could have been certainly. Right. I mean, I assume in contr- if you need to get it out of there, you're probably scooping it up. I assume most of the time. Yeah, or, or switching or switching out. Okay. All right. Well, good question there. All right. So the next round. So there's three of them, and I want you to. Go from least to greatest HP. So gonna go with V Pokemon, trying to you know making it uh, simple again for you. So Drapion V from uh, that's from Lost Origin. I think there's more yep. than one. Uh, Hoopa V and Galarian Zapdos V HP least to greatest. Oh, oh how much is okay? So I think oh so. Let me see. I think Glenn Zapdos V is 200. Um, what was the other one? You said Drapion? Drapion. Oh, it's Drapion 210. And then what was And Hoopa? Hoopa's 220. I know that. I think it's... Okay, I think it's... I'm not 100% sure. But, I yeah, I think it's Drapion... Uh, sorry, no, I think... So from least to greatest HP, yeah. right? So it's Glenn Zapdos V... Drapion V, Hoopa V. Wow, you, you got it there. Good job. I mean, I'll, these all saw some play, right? So, and they all have abilities with them, right? Glaren Zapdos, 200 HP, attack cost, one colorless less per opponent's V, Drapion V, 
from Lost Origin, attack cost one less per single rapid or fusion strike. And then Hoopa V with two face, it's both psychic and dark at 220. So you, you got, you nailed it exactly right. Good Let's job. Go. Um, okay, so I, I also actually have HP's a Pokemon V here. Okay. Um, and these are three that are um, somewhat similar, I guess. But we have Reggie Draco V, Reggie Gigas V, and Reggie Alecky V. <sighs> Reggie Draco V, Reggie. And this is order Alecky. of HP, least to highest. Wait, Reggie Drago, Reggie Alecky, and Reggie Gigas. Gigas. Oh, wow, okay. So, not Pokemon I've really played. So, well, you probably played. Have you not played Richie Draco in live? Um, not really, because I don't have. I, to me, I, it doesn't have. I don't have the right pieces to make the deck work well. Just because, yeah. because they give you a deck, but I, I think the deck list is a little lacking. So yeah, you probably have enough now. Like it's good with Arceus, though. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, that's true. I, I have Arceus now, and I actually haven't played Arceus on it, so I'll have to do that at some point with live. And, and obviously, you get to do that too soon when when you're all forced to play live. Um, so I'm gonna so HP least to yep. greatest. So I'll say Reggie Alecky least, Reggie Drago second, Reggie Gigas third. The most. Yeah. Um, let me check. I don't actually remember how much HP they have, but yeah, that, that's right. Um, this one was not that bad. But you like, yeah, it has 200. Draco has 220, and Gigas has 240. I, I think that one's not that bad. Those are the only Reggies with Vs. I was gonna do the baby Reggies, but I figured <laughs> that was probably too easy. So. Yeah, I, mean, it's, I certainly played those more, and certainly play against those on a on a you know on a semi regular basis. Those decks pot are still still around and pretty good. So. All right, good. I didn't obviously call out the exact HPs, but I got the order, so I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. All right, so the uh, third round where you have four to put in order. Once again, I'm going with HP, least to greatest, not very creative there. But um, so and I'm going to go with stage twos just to make your wow. life uh, difficult because stage twos don't see a lot of play, right? So, But start give one that we, we see a lot of play, and that's Archaeops. Uh, Charizard from Vivid Voltage, mm -hmm. Luxray from Crown Zenith, and Gardevoir from Chilling Rain. Okay, so I oh, I don't know how much HP Luxray has. I know so let's see, Archaeops has one fifty, I'm pretty sure. Um, Charizard has one seventy. I'm pretty sure it was a Gardevoir from what? Chilling Rain. Yeah. Okay. So I think that is one forty. And uh, I think, does Luxray have 160? I think that would make sense. Unless it's like, no, I think I think it's, oh, you can like start it. I should, oh, no, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 160. So, because um, I've, I've been playing with that a lot, so right. I feel like I should know that. Um, yeah, so least to greatest HP, you said? Yep. Okay, so Gardevoir, Archaeops, uh, Luxray, Charizard? Very good. Yep, you got it. You nailed it. You got the HP is exactly right. Um, obviously, a lot of them, like like Archaeops is everywhere. Charizard, obviously, back in the day was popular. Luxray, you've been playing with that. And Gardevoir, you've been talking about recently. So um, you have to figure out how to chance with them. But state twos, obviously, are a little tricky, too. So great job. Yeah, let's go. So I think that one wasn't that, one wasn't that bad. Uh, okay. I think 
my, mine's harder. So <laughs> this is damage. So this is how much damage they do to, yeah. to any Pokemon in total. So if a Pokemon, say, did 20 damage to three different Pokemon, that would be mm. 60 damage would be how much damage it does. Okay. So we have so four Pokemon, least damage to most damage. Yeah. Um, and so we have Mightyena. Okay. From uh, it, it's the 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 one that like costs less. The the one that one, one shots from you. Okay. Right? Um, the Arceus V Star. Arceus. Uh, okay, V Star. Okay. Uh, yeah. Drapion V. Mm-hmm. And Radiant Greninja. So this is this is damage to to any Pokemon. Uh, Radiant all in total. Greninja. Okay, and Radiant Greninja. All right, it's fine. I almost never attack with it because I don't play decks attack with it. I use the ability, but I believe what it's ninety two. I think I think it's ninety. Is it one twenty? Then it would be. Then it would be one eighty total if it's ninety yeah. to two. If it, if it was ninety two, yep. Right. Um, Arceus V Star. That one does two hundred. So that's right. So two. Yeah. Yeah, and we're assuming no modifiers. Usually, it doesn't actually do two hundred. Right, does two. I'm trying to remember: is it two two hundred? Was it two twenty down to? Because it right almost always has a double turbo. It does twenty less, but that's oh Drapion V. So where's that one at? So Drapion. That's part of why I, I knew the HP of Drapion, but this is a bit different here. Yeah. So the so Drapion is going to. Okay, I think that it's probably let. Less than Arceus, I'm thinking, and Mighty Ina. So, I think it's Radiant Greninja one, Mighty Ina two, Drapion three, and Arceus four. Um, so I'm gonna tell you, you got it wrong. So, um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll 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 give you one more, I guess, hint. Okay. Um, self damage is damage. All right, so oh, um, okay. Let's let's see how well you know these Pokemon. I'm trying to remember which one does which. So, um, hmm. So uh, yeah, see, I'm trying to remember because I I never really used them. So we're talking about Drapion or Mighty Enid does self damage. So one of them jumps up there. So uh, so. I'll say it's is it Drapion that damages itself, and then that that would swap places with Arceus. Oh, so what what's the order? What's your so preference? Radiant Greninja, one Mighty Mighty Ina two, Arceus three, Drapion four. Uh, no, you were very close the second time. Uh, they actually both do self damage. So, well, uh, so Radiant okay. Greninja, you got that right. That does one eighty. It does mm -hmm. ninety two. Um, Arceus, you also got right. It does two hundred, which is second. So that's second. It's, okay. It's Radiant Greninja, and then Arceus, and then Mighty Ina. So mm -hmm. it does, I believe, 160 to the active, and then it does 50 to itself, so 210. Okay, okay. Yep. Good. Um, and then Drapion V does, I believe, one, oh, how much did it do? I should, I should, it does uh, 190 to the active, um, and then it does 60 to, I believe, one of your own benched Pokemon. Okay, all right. So Good. 250 Two, there. 250 there, wow. Yep. Okay, yeah, I see it here. 190 plus 60 so yep all right all right well that's a good question so, so yeah you, you, you phrased it to me properly so it's, it's just on me getting it wrong so <laughs> so good job uh good yep. job you, you won again so we'll have to keep uh i gotta gotta brush up on things this week to try and uh, do better next week
Yeah, you need to you need to up the up the difficulty. All the HPs I like knew all the HPs because I play too much Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I need to help with the more obscure stat next time, maybe. Yeah, um, but speaking of, I don't know if this Pokemon's this Pokemon's not obscure, but it's uh not the best. I wouldn't say it certainly hasn't seen the most play, but it's an interesting one. Bronzong here from Battle Styles. That's our our third segment. Um, and it's a really interesting Pokemon that I think. Uh, it's partially a nostalgia Pokemon, so that's kind of why it was hyped up. But mostly it was hyped up because it, it just seemed good. It has its ability, Metal Transfer. Bronjong is a stage one here, Metal mm -hmm. Pokemon. As often as you like during your turn, you may move uh, Metal Energy from one of your Pokemon to another one of your Pokemon. And uh, it wasn't bad. It certainly saw some play, but it wasn't great. So, But what are your thoughts on this Pokemon just as a whole? I mean, from my experience, and to me, these Pokemon stage ones that manipulate energy, are they're just a disaster for me somehow. Like, this this moves it, which obviously it can be very, very good when it gets going. And things like, or like Frostmoth that exploit Flaffy that, that accelerate. They just, I, they always, they, I never seem to have them playing when I need them. Either I can't get it set up, and then I can't, the deck doesn't work, or I get it set up, and then it gets gusted and knocked out or something. So, I... I, I just, to me, I just have a kind of a allergic reaction to these. But Bronzong certainly had potential. Um, when it first came out, it probably, it, it, it saw some play then. Um, and then with Cheryl, it opened up possibilities, but it didn't really. It came out in the same set. Oh, was it the same set? <laughs> so you yeah. had. That's why people are so hyped about it. With Corviknight, Bronzong, Cheryl. Yeah, but even it just didn't really work a lot. I, I, I think I tried a little bit with Corviknight from what I recall and Cheryl, but it, you know, the, it didn't, didn't work often enough. Is that what I got to say for my, for me? Yeah. Uh, one reason partially why Corviknight wasn't that good was because it was fire was really good as well at the time. Yeah. Um, there, there was like the uh, coding metal energy, but it's not that good. So um, yeah, that, that wasn't ideal for this deck, but um, I, I played uh, it. I and it, but but speaking of the Corviknight deck, if I recall, I think I played Corviknight with some success, but without the Bronzong. When I chucked that, it kind of worked because that Corviknight has free retreat, if I recall. So you get four of them in play, and you had the uh, the Stadium Crystal Cave. And you just yeah. kind of heal them up and just shuffle them around, and just your opponent would just you know you kind of just ground down your opponent. Yeah, uh, and that deck that was a quite a few months later. It was. Because Crystal Cave came out in Evolving Was Skies. that the next one? Yeah. No, it was... A few, uh, couple after. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But um, that that was an okay deck. Uh, that deck also... I don't know if this is how you played it, but uh, it was somewhat of a control deck. You could play... Um, what would you, you'd play Memory Capsule. And oh, then, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then you yeah. copy Corviknight V, which stops your opponent from retreating and does 30 damage. Um, I remember I was... Because I, I talked to a lot of control players... Uh, one of the interesting texts was, I believe, I believe Team Yell Towel, because uh, generally when you're playing control, you don't want to KO your opponent's Pokemon, so you actually heal them, which is mm -hmm. kind of funny. Um, and you, you want to heal them. And then you can also later, Double Turbo Energy came out. So that was a nice inclusion, because then you're actually doing less damage, which again is, is good for you. Uh, you could actually be doing no damage and then be cycling around and stuff. So it was a pretty um, interesting deck, I guess. It wasn't necessarily the best, though. It didn't really apply a lot of pressure. No. But I will just say that deck for me worked better than Bronzon Cor Corviknight, which actually was supposed to be a good deck. But you know, it, it didn't live up to it. I don't think for me or for people in general. Yeah, that's definitely true. I've played 
I'm trying to think. I played I, I played shell decks, and and mm-hmm. people have definitely seen success with shell decks, but I think I don't think I've ever played a particularly good Bronzong Cheryl deck. Um, I'm not sure though, but I know I've played um, a different variation, uh, Bronzong Sharon's Care deck, notably mm-hmm. Bronzong with Blissey. And uh, <laughs> so some some of you know I like I like control, but I also like weird crazy combos. So of course Blissey V accelerates energy to itself, and then you can Sharon's Care. Right, you play a lot of Blissey Mill Tank, and then you like yep. Sharon's Care up the Blissey, and then you lose all your energy, right? Uh, yes, right. It's a sad occasion when when you scoop up the the Blissey and all the energy has to get you've got to start reaccelerating again. Yes. Yeah. So I, I figured out. I mean, I didn't figure out, but I, I decided that if you put Bronzong with it, you, you'd accelerate a bunch of metal energy, or you can also accelerate Aurora energy mm-hmm. and putting metal energy to Bliss if you want as well, and move it around with Bronzong. You move it off to, say, Bronzong itself. You Sharon's Care back up the Blissey into your hand, mm-hmm. and then you could send up another Blissey or like the same Blissey if you had to pivot or something. And then you could just have a fresh Blissey with all the energy still on it. This was a really big and a really strong... Uh, it wasn't very consistent, though. So, yeah, the the big issue with uh, Cheryl Bronzong decks is they weren't consistent, and it annoys that. But that was kind of fun. And you can also... Bronzong allows you to heal and preserve energy and also have yeah. more versatility. But it also allows you to play a lot of tech, tech options, especially with Avora energy. And this is where the nostalgia factor comes comes in. Um, it's very similar to Aromatisse from... I want to say X and Y base set. Not not sure if that's true, but okay. they moved fairy energy around, uh, and this is very similar because they both moved around of essentially rainbow energy, rainbow energy type cards, mm-hmm. and so you can play lots of tech Pokemon. So I you I'd accelerate energy to Blissey using Blissey, and then move it off to some other attacker that could be anything because you can accelerate more energy, uh, kind of like a bad version of uh, Lugia and Archeops. <laughs> You're right, just a harder to set up version of it. Yeah. Um, and, and I know you played it early on too with a different deck, but I, I think I gave it a try also with uh, Zashian V as a main Zashian V attacking deck, trying to, since you can't, you have to switch Zashian out, and if you had to switch out and switch back again, but then if you have Bronzong, you could you could just switch to a different Zashian. You only have to do one switch, and then you can move the energy. Yeah, that was. It that probably seems... worked about as well as it sounds, but you you know, um, it was a thought anyway. Yeah, it's probably about as good as playing like a bunch of energy switch to, to just move the energies over. Yeah, well, I mean, once you're set up, you're good to go. But you know, getting set up wasn't gonna didn't probably wasn't gonna happen much. Yeah, so I'll talk about another deck that also used Bronzong. Honestly, it used Bronzong pretty well, and it was um, it was it was. What was it? It's the, um, it's Metagross V Max. Yes. Um, so Metagross V Max is a card that I've had a surprising amount of success with, but I, I played it. I I got this list off of someone else. I think it was a control based list, but you had a Bronzong to be able to move off the energy off of Metagross and then Cheryl, and then you can actually attack and deal damage. Same thing as the Corviknight thing, um, mm-hmm. except to use Zoroark. So Zoroark Bronzong, and then you have other uh, tech options. And I tried that, and it was really fun. So I played that. It wasn't very it wasn't great, especially because it was, got Marnie in a lot, and that was wasn't good. But overall, the deck was interesting. But um, I think the deck that you were talking about before the one that I played 
Uh, and what you probably thought I was going to say was uh, ADP Brajan, right? Yeah, I mean, that's the one I think you played early on, and, and you did have a decent amount of success with that, I think. Yeah, ADP Bronzong. So if you don't know ADP, we, we actually uh, we might have talked about it last time. Uh, maybe not. But we talked about it recently, uh, debatably the, the best tag team. And it mm-hmm. was really good because just for a lot of reasons, most notably, you could take extra prizes and you could accelerate energy. And it was really nice. Except you needed a bit of an awkward energy requirement. You needed metal water colorless for its main attack or just metal water for its mm-hmm. GX attack for full effect. Um, so what you did before Bronzong and uh, probably after Bronzong because people didn't play Bronzong was you'd power it up by using attaching like a water energy or an Aurora energy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you'd metal saucer to a bench Zacian or whatever. Probably Zacian could be Mawel. And then you energy switch onto ADP. Uh, but there was also, and then you could do that turn one going second, uh, but it was a bit awkward to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's actually a Bronzor from, I believe, Team Up. Yes, Team Up. Uh, ability Evolutionary Advantage. If you go second, you can evolve this turn one. So you get the turn one of Bronzong out. And then what you do with turn one Bronzong is that you go ahead and Metal Saucer. And essentially the Bronzong replaces the energy switch. Except now, uh, oftentimes your ADP would get hit into. And you'd be like, this isn't great because now it's just going to die next turn. But then you move all the energy off and say attack with Zacian. And you can move the Aurora energies off as well. So that was really interesting. You could accelerate energy and then have tons of energy in play as well with ADP. And so you can move those around to the Bronzong. Uh, and then you could also do... It was just overall very solid. Um, except for one thing, and that is that uh, I, as a deck builder, I like to do fun stuff. And so uh, me seeing Aurora energies and metal energies, I was thinking, oh, let's go Aurora toolbox with all these techs. So of course I stuck all these texts in, and the deck like didn't work anymore. So that wasn't wasn't ideal. Yeah, I mean it was a way to take ADP and to just make it try to be hyper aggressive with it, right? Um, to get off the alter creation turn one, which I mean that was kind of game over if you if you could do that. Now it was obviously high roll, like still when when you pull it off, but you know you 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 do it I guess often enough to make it worthwhile. Yeah, and it was it was fun. I I've I've on quite a few occasions said I enjoyed playing ADP a lot, and this was one of my favorite builds of it. The straightforward ADP Zashin build is pretty fun to play as well, and the ADP Birds deck as well is cool. But I think ADP Bronjong is really fun. It shows off like cool deck build. You play all these weird and arguably very bad techs, but that was fun. There's this um, what was it? I think it was I played a Marshadow that you could use to, like copy stuff, and it was pretty fun. But uh, yeah, I mean. Have, I mean, yeah. when you pull it off, in a sense, you just, out of nowhere, you're crushing your opponent, which is always a fun feeling, right? To just be like, oh, the game, oh, sorry, you thought you had, you had a chance. Not really. Uh, look what I just pulled off. And then, you, yeah. you know, and it works on ladder because then you just quit all those other games and it doesn't work probably, and you're still happy at the end of the day. Yeah, you make your video and it, it works every game, so yeah, it's pretty fun. But um, you you've been playing Dialga, but you have you said you were playing the Turbo Dialga, quote unquote Turbo. It's not actually that fast, but <laughs> no. um, do you think Bronzong could have a place in that list? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I was thinking about that because I knew we we're talking about today, and with it, I guess then it would open up the when like turn one, you you with Dialga, you want to ideally go first start to get things set up with a bunch of Mews and switching and hopefully some metal saucers, get a couple energy on Dialga. But then you end with Zacian's Intrepid Sword. If you could get uh, Bronzong up, then you could 
right now I don't attach to Zacian. Then I could attach an energy to Zacian and then switch it over. So would it give me an increased chance of turn two getting off the V-Star power attack? Maybe it would. I'm not sure. Or is it just going to make the deck less consistent? I don't know. I think it's something worth worth giving a try, though. Yeah. What I was thinking is that you'd actually go for, like, Cheryl Bronzong, so... Mm -hmm. Um, which, which which always works, no, but um, so so you have Dialga, and the big issue is it just like dies. Yeah, and your opponent can like hit into it three times, and they can still win because you're not setting up another attacker. But if you yeah. Cheryl it off, you know you're in a really good spot. And also Dialga V has a really interesting attack that accelerates. What's it do? It accelerates two energy. Um, I think, I think so. I I just got logged out of uh, PTCGL, so ah, yeah, we've been we've been talking for a little while now, but. Um, yeah, PCGO is certainly not perfect, although that's not really a big deal. But, um, right, yeah, I believe Dialga V excites two energy to itself. Yes, it, I think, it, yeah, it, it's it's first attack on the V, yeah, yeah, but then it, it, it uh gets hidden too, but often doesn't get KO'd. So then you could bronze on off the energy, evolve yeah. Cheryl, and then you could like be going with okay. quite possibly enough energy to V star power. And you're fresh, and then you can do bronze on get the right amount of energy right before your bronze on is gonna die. You could bronze on Cheryl, or you could just bronze on to a different Pokemon. You could bronze on to Zashi, and I think that gives you more flexibility. You don't, you probably don't play Mew then, but you play probably an engine like Babarel. You could even play Gardevoir, but you probably don't have room for that. But I'd say like Babarel, Bronzong, uh, Dialga could be pretty solid. Uh, yeah, I think it could be because because with Dialga you get your one. Dialga up, and you're putting on like five energy or something to do big damage to do the V Star attack, plus just to do enough damage with your first attack. But then, if it's knocked out, you're starting from scratch. You're in a lot of trouble. So being able just to move the energy to a fresh V Star and switch into it might be worthwhile, even without using Cheryl. Yeah, and then I think another option. Uh, just there's not really too much more to say about Dialga, right? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Yeah, but so they they're this was something that people thought was going to be good. Uh, the deck ended up okay. So it's Duraludon Vmax. People thought it was going to be good with Bronzong, and it, it was not good with Bronzong. But um, mm -hmm. I think the idea it's the same like Cheryl of energy idea, uh, Metal Saucer idea. Uh, and honestly, I think it could be okay. People played Duraludon very simply uh, with Arceus. It's been gotten much stronger, but. I think it's like yeah. I mean, potentially I, solid. I mean, I played more Duraludon than you did, and I played it early on before Arceus when you had Zacian and Duraludon. And um, I think the idea there, if you played Bronzong, is you'd, intre you'd Intrepid Sword to the Zacian, and then you could move it over the next turn to the Duraludon. Just because yeah, it I was think... really hard to get the energy on in that deck. Yeah, you, you keep saying Intrepid Soaring to Zacian, but like realistically, most of the time, unless you have a Ragu, you're going to be missing. So that's not super reliable. Yeah, but especially, I'm trying to remember with that deck, it's been a while since I played it, there's not a lot of pieces in it. So I, you could play a high account of, of metal energy, though, because you're, you have very few Pokemon in that deck. Yeah, I think the goal was to uh, Metal Saucer to the Duraludon, right? The metal Duraludon? Yeah. Yeah, you played the metal for the Duraludon because you could metal saucers. And I think it, it takes less damage also if it's hit into um, 
But then, yes, the deck played Oranguru, you're right. So you had Oranguru back at least one energy to get one energy on onto Zacian, at least. So, um, yeah, that, that's kind of how that deck works. So, But a sketchy deck at best. So, I mean, Arceus Draladon's still a little sketchy getting set up, but it, but it, that, the old build was much, much sketchier. Yeah, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't know if Bronzong could help it. I, I'm, I kind of like Bronzong. I played a lot of Fire for a long time, so like when I see Bronzong, I, I, it seems like, it seems like you're you're close to Cheryl, and then you just get one shot at, and then you're like, oh, the complete, like the whole idea of the deck is thrown out the window. But I've seen I've seen Bronzong with Arceus Vistar as well, which seems mm -hmm. kind of interesting. Uh, I've I've certainly gotten a high rolled by that deck. Again, the Sharon's Care or, or Cheryl idea where you do the move the energy off, move it back on type thing. Mm -hmm. But do you think that, like, do you think there's any future for that or not really? Well, the one thing you said that, that, that jumped out to me is fire used to be good. And it was good, especially, you know, because Welder was still around and the fire Pokemon were tremendous and, and they just ripped everything apart. But obviously fire just isn't good now. So... Therefore, metal's in a good place. So maybe exploring Bronzong now, you know, could be a good idea. It, it, it's certainly better positioned than it had been back when it first came out. Yeah, I, I don't. And then there's there's still the heatproof Bronzong, which like rotated and then like came back. So, um, but I think it, it like and there's not that much fire anyway. So, right. So, you know. The question is, if you had it in, is it actually going to make the deck better? When Bronzong works, it'll be better, but obviously it's going to make the deck less consistent because of the Bronzong pieces. So it, when the Bronzong doesn't set up, you've just made your deck a little worse for it. So I'm not sure if it is a net improvement or not. That That's where it's tricky, and I'm not yeah, sure. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think what metal decks. There was an, oh, an Agron from the new set. Mm -hmm. He was okay. I don't know if people play Bronzong in that or not, though. But, yeah, the the, the Agron, it, it just using that as the main attacker, right? Stage two. Right, the Agron, uh, the, the VMAX, right? No, this, no. I'm talking about a different, I'm talking about a different the, Agron, a, okay. A new, from from the new set. But I don't think that, uh, I don't remember what the Agron VMAX does, but um, that like could play, I think the one tax spread, it's pretty bad, but um, you could do Bronzong with that. But really, like Arceus is just better, it feels like, so... <laughs> Yeah, Arceus, it's fallen off, but it's still just a, a great Pokemon. So both for its attack and its ability and its energy acceleration. So probably just yeah. better off just playing that. But, you know, that gets boring. You, you don't want to just do that. Yeah. Uh, and, and speaking of getting boring, I think it's time we, we wrap up the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Any any closing closing thoughts? No. So I think that, you know, I think we covered it. So give us your comments, obviously. We talked about live, which is, you know, it's the future. Like it or not, it's coming. So Bronzong is not the future. I think that's fair to say. And uh, I'll, let you, I'll let you take us, close us up here. Yeah. Yeah. If you say Bronzong is not the future, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can, I'll make it. I should, I should probably, I should probably try to make it work now. I, I've gotten some like old Bronzong decks that I haven't tried, but because uh, I didn't have like the other pieces before, but maybe I'll, I can make this work now. But uh, I'm interested, in, uh, as as Uncommon Fossil said, what the what your thoughts are on Bronzong and if you think it can work, um, and also with the new like sets and the new Scarlet and Violet stuff that you, we may or may not be able to play. Um, 
but also your thoughts on live and also how many of those those questions did you get right did you get get them all right or or not uh, but as always uh i hope you enjoy the podcast uh, also we're really interested in hearing if there are any other platforms you'd like to hear us on and uh also any way easy way that we can get on those platforms but uh, yeah. as always I, we hope you enjoyed and we're excited for you to listen to the next podcast